Father, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you, Father, that you speak and we speak. Father, I thank you, God, that our words change our atmosphere. I thank you, God, that our words make future deposits of our destiny. And, Father, we just give you all the praise this morning for everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Let's go. I want, I want you to look with me in the book of Isaiah in chapter 57. I want you to see this. This is, a, this is very, very profound here. I want, I want you to understand Isaiah 57, starting in verse 18. I want to show you this. Okay, y'all ready? Four of you? All right, let's go then. Verse 18, he said, I, I have seen his ways and will heal him. Come on, somebody. I will also lead him and restore comforts to him and to his mourners. Here it is. Look at verse 19. He said, I create, I create the fruit of the lips. Listen, peace, peace to him who is far off and to him who is near, says the Lord, and I will heal him. God said, I create. That word create means to form, fashion, mold, like a potter. Come on, somebody. That's what that means. He says, I create, I form, I fashion, I mold. Listen to what he says. He said, I create, I form, I fashion the fruit of your lips. Listen. He says, I create, I form, I fashion what you say. Amen? How do you get God to work in your life? How do you activate God's miracle working power? You speak it. Everybody say speak it. Everybody on this side say speak it. That's how you activate God's miracle working power. You speak it. Amen? Y'all following me so far? God said I have linked my creative miraculous power inseparably. He said inseparably to the words you speak. Come on, somebody. He says, I connect my miraculous working power to the words that come out of your mouth. Amen? That's what he says. I create whatever you keep speaking. I create whatever you keep speaking. And I'm going to let that hang there for one second. Because I want you to think about what have you been speaking? What have you been saying? about yourself, about other people. I create, I form, I fashion the fruit of your lips. I create what you speak. I create, I form, I fashion, I mold what you constantly, consistently pray for, confess, and praise for. Amen? Amen? Whatever you dare to utter, the word fruit means utter. The utterance of your lips. He says, whatever you dare to utter out of your mouth, I create that. I form that. I fashion that for you. Do you hear me? Listen, what you speak, when you speak it, and if you keep holding on to that confession, there's a verse in the Bible. Look at Hebrews 10, 23. It says right here, let us hold fast the confession. Do you follow that? He said, let us hold fast 
to that confession? What are you confessing with your mouth? What are you saying? What are you speaking into existence into your life? He says, hold fast to it. Can I tell you, man has the power to speak, to talk. Amen. We have the power to confess. Do you know that man is God's only creation that can talk? Just like God. He spoke the world into existence. There's no other creation. The animals cannot talk. The beast can. And you say, well, a parrot can talk. No, a parrot can repeat what you say. A parrot cannot talk. A parrot can repeat. There are animals that communicate together. I understand all that. But, but, but what I'm saying is they cannot believe in their heart and speak with their mouth. Amen? They cannot believe in their heart. And that's what I'm talking about. Believing it in your heart and speaking it with your mouth. Amen? I'm not just talking about saying whatever you want to. What I'm saying is that when you find something in here, when you find something in this scripture that you grab a hold of and you believe it so much in your heart that you're speaking it into existence in your life day in and day out. And he says, that's what I create. That's what I form in fashion. That's what I'm talking about, about speaking. That you believe it in your heart and you confess it with your mouth. Amen? Y'all follow me? Okay, four of you. I love you guys. I believe this book right here, guys. I believe what it says. Listen to me. And I believe what it says greater than anything. Romans 3, 4 says this. Look at this. It says, let every man be a liar, but God tell the truth. Amen? You got to see this. Romans 3, 4 says, let God be true, but every man be a liar is what the Bible says. A man is the only creation that God made that he gave the power to talk, to speak. God took speech away from the serpent in the book of Genesis. Amen. Obviously, obviously serpents could speak back in those days. Obviously, serpents could walk back in those days. I'm not preaching some weird theology. Everybody, please read your Bibles. Amen. This is church. Please read your Bibles. I'm not preaching something silly to y'all. Okay? Serpents could walk and talk at that time. Look at Genesis 3, 4. Then the serpent said to Eve, to the woman. You see that? I didn't make that up. Serpents could talk back then. Serpent, he said, he said to the woman, it could talk. And when God cursed it, he defeated it. Amen? Come here, look at this, y'all. Look at Genesis 3.14, when God cursed it. He said, you are cursed more than all the cattle and more than every beast of the field, and on your belly you shall go. I told y'all it's in the Bible. I'm not preaching weird theology to y'all. He took the legs off of it and took the voice away from it. Amen? He said, you're done, devil, speaking all kind of crazy stuff to my folks. Amen? He said, he said I'm going to take you, you on your belly you're going to go. I'm whacking the legs off of you. And it crawled on his belly, and then he took the power to speak away from it. Can I tell you something? If a demon is going to talk today, he's got to talk through you. He gets in your head. They have no legal right to say anything to you. God took the power to speak away from them. Gone. And if demons are going to speak to you today, they have to speak through somebody else. It's going to talk through somebody. You, they have no legal right except in your mind. Come on, somebody. They get in your head. 
I don't know who I'm talking to right now. But I'm telling you, they get in your head and they tell you all kind of lies and all kind of silly stuff. Amen? That you're no good. That you're this and you're, and you're that. And, 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 and they, they, start, they start just through little suggestions. And then you start listening to it. Knowing they have no legal right to even speak to you. Come on, somebody. You got to understand this. You got to get a hold of this. God took speech away from the serpent, but he did not take it away from man. Hallelujah. You are now a composite of everything you've been saying. Y'all missed that. You are now a composite sitting in this bleachers, in this gym. You are now a composite of everything you have been saying about yourself, to yourself, for yourself, with yourself, through yourself. You are who you created. Amen? You are a composite of everything that you have been saying about yourself right now. Change your words and your life will change. I promise you, if you change your words, your life will change. If you want to become something different, change what you're confessing about yourself. Amen? If you want to become, I feel this, man, I'm telling y'all, if you want to become something different, Change what you're confessing about yourself. Amen. You got to get this. Change what you're saying. God says, I gave you two ears and I gave you uh, two eyes and one mouth for a reason. He wants you to listen twice as hard as you talk. He wants you to see more than you talk. Aren't you thankful God didn't give your husband a wife two mouths? <laughs> Not me, Tara. I'm talking about everybody else. Aren't you thankful? That God didn't give you two mouths? I promise you, I got in enough trouble with just one. Come on, somebody. I see y'all shaking here. I've gotten in enough trouble with just one. I could only imagine what would happen if God gave me two of these things. But I, it would never stop. Jeez, you think I talk a lot now? Golly. Words change the atmosphere of your life. Do you understand that? Words change. Change the atmosphere of your life. If you tell yourself you're a loser long enough, guess what you're going to become? Words change the atmosphere of your life. God said in Isaiah, he said, I create the fruit of your lips. And then in Hebrews 13, 15, you got to see this. This is very important. Therefore by him, watch this word right here. Therefore by him, let us continually... That is a very important word. Let us continually speak this. Watch this. Watch this. I want you to see this. Let us continually. It's not that you just talk positive one day because you heard a good sermon. Amen. It's continual. It's continual. But continually, listen to this, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is what? The fruit of our lips. There it is. There it is. He says, let us continually... Do you see what this is? Giving thanks to his name. That's continually, that verse, let me tell y'all something, will change your life. Do you understand this? That verse right there will change your life, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay? If you learn that the fruit of your lips, that God forms, that God fashions it, that God creates it in our future, are the words that we praise him with. Come on, somebody, y'all missed it. You missed it. 
the words, the Bible says right there in Hebrews, that it's the fruit of our lips is what? Giving thanks to him, the continual sacrifice of praise to God. That is what? The fruit of our lips. He's saying that what you continually praise and what you continually say and what you continually do, he forms and fashions that in your life. Amen. The text says that the fruit of our lips is what he begins to form and fashion. Whatever we continually, like I just said, the text says, praise him about, pray for. How many days have you wasted that you have no seeds of success out there? Huh? Do you know what you speak is depositing seeds into your future destination? Do you understand what I'm saying? Do y'all get this? Are y'all following me this morning? This is so important. How many days have you wasted that you've not thrown any seeds of success out there? God, I praise you that my steps are ordered. Listen, that's right in the Bible. Look at Psalm 37 right here. It says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I praise you, God, that my steps are ordered. I praise you. I know that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. You know what you're doing? Future deposits. He's setting up things for me throughout the year. He's helping me because he's going to supply all of my needs. And you're setting up resources for me. Come on, y'all. You're going to have surprises down the road that you don't know nothing about. I thank you, God, that I'm favored. I thank you, God, that I'm blessed. I praise you, God, because I know that he that has begun a good work in me will complete it until the day of Jesus. And what you're doing is you're, you're sowing seeds. You're sowing seeds for your future. You're so, I, I praise you, God, because I, I, I'm born to win. I'm not born to lose. I'm not born to be defeated. God did not create. Y'all got to get this. I praise you, God, because he that has begun a good work in me will perfect it. My family. Begun a good work in my family. My marriage. We may be going through a rough time right now, but look at what Psalms 138.8 says. Look at this. But the Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Do you see that? I don't think y'all are getting a hold of this over on this side. You might be going through some stuff right now. But he says God will perfect that which concerns me. Because it's my... Come on, y'all. What am I doing? That's how you pray. That's what you do. You just don't sit back and let life hit you and hit you and hit you and hit you. You don't sit there like you got locked jaw. You don't sit there. You start speaking. It Come on, somebody. You got to start speaking these things. He said, I create, I form, I fashion the fruit of your lips. And then he told us in the New Testament in Hebrews what the fruit of our lips was. We just talked about that. Amen. Are y'all following me? He just told us what the fruit of our lips is. The continual praise that you offer to God. Do you know it's life and death what you speak? Do you know that? That it is life and death what you speak? What you speak into, it's life and death. What you confess, the Bible says continually. What you confess continually is life and death. Proverbs 18.21 says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And you will what? Eat its fruit. There it is again. Do you see that? And you will eat its fruit. It's the fruit of the lips. Death and life are found in the power of the tongue, and you will eat its fruit. Because he forms it and he fashions it. Come on, somebody. 
This is something you got to get a hold of, guys. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, he says, speak to the mountain. Jesus said, talk to the mountain. He said, for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, your mountain knows your voice. You got to speak to it. You don't just walk up to a mountain and expect it to move by staring at it. You got to speak to it. You got to talk to it. The Bible says the fruit of your lips. He said, say to the mountain, be removed and cast into the sea. What did he say? He said, say to the mountain, speak to the mountain. Talk to your mountain. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart. Listen, but believes that those things he says will be done. And then he will have whatever he says. Speak it. What are you saying about that teenager? What are you saying about your marriage? What are you saying about your spouse? What are you saying about the economy and your business? What are you saying? You will have whatever you say and he will fashion the fruit of your lips. What are you saying? Speak to the mountains. Say the word of God to the mountains and then believe it in your heart. Can I tell you, we serve a God of miracles. Amen. You know what? I'm tired of singing songs that we don't even believe. Come on, somebody. I believe he will do it again. Nah, he ain't going to do it again. He don't move out. We serve a mountain-moving, miracle-working God, and I'm sick of singing songs that we don't believe. What I'm here to tell you, woo. Come on, y'all. You either believe it or you don't. How many of you believe it? How many of you believe it? I hope that when this is over, you, the rest of you raise your hand. He can move the mountain of cancer. He can move the mountain of COVID. He can move the mountain of financial disaster. He can move the mountain of addiction. He can move the mountain of alcoholism. But you got to open your mouth and you got to begin to speak what you, I'm telling you, he can move it, but you don't just look at the mountain. You got to speak to that mountain of addiction. You got to speak to that mountain that's in front of you. Come on, somebody. Give him a shout of praise this morning. Y'all better praise him for me. Amen. I work alone, little dude. I work alone. He's in training. He's in training. I'm going to be an evangelist that y'all ain't never seen. God works with your words. Joel 3.10, look at this. Joel 3.10 says this. Let the weak say, I am strong. Say it right now. Say, I am strong. No, you got to say it like you believe it. You better say, I am strong. You better say it like you believe it on this side. Say, I am strong. Say it like you believe it. Woo, you know what? You just threw seeds out there. That's what you did. You just threw seeds out there. That's what you're doing. You're just throwing seeds out there. I'm strong. I'm strong. Come on, y'all. I'm not quitting. If you're going through hell, guess what? I'm strong. I'm going to make it. I ain't quitting. I ain't failing. I ain't falling. I'm strong. I'm going to get through this. Now, when you start saying that, when you start saying that, God is forming a new you in the process. I'm just telling y'all, God is forming and fashioning a brand new you by what you're saying. I'm strong. Okay, I'm going to work with that. I'm Are y'all following me this morning? Are y'all good? Y'all got another hour left in you? Huh? All right. Let's do it. My marriage is strong. Come on, somebody. 
My children are strong. Come on. My faith is strong. My home is strong. Come on. I don't care what I'm feeling. I don't care what I'm sensing, what my emotions are screaming. I believe this report right here. Whose report are you going to believe? Whose report are you going to believe? I believe this one. I'm strong. You're making deposits in the future. Hallelujah. Man, I'm preaching myself happy this morning. I feel this today. I'm telling y'all, I feel this this morning. I'm telling you, I feel it. I do. You know what? I'm tired of just taking whatever hell wants to send. Come on, somebody. I'm tired of taking whatever hell wants to send. Let's send it back. Return to sender. Come on, y'all. Huh? Let's just send it back. Hell, you got no place to even speak to me anymore. I'm sick of hearing it. Amen. Come on, y'all. Glory to God. Come on, everybody get some fruit of your lips in here this morning. Give us some praise right now. Ah. Praise God for victory. Praise God for victory. Come on, victory in Jesus. Hallelujah, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me. Hallelujah, y'all, with his redeeming blood. He knew me and I loved him. And all my love is due him. He plunged me to Calvary beneath the cleansing flood. I love him and I got victory in Jesus. Come on, somebody. Amen. That was my audition for the worship team, Dustin, wherever you're at. When, when you understand, guys, listen to me, the power of your words and fasting from negative words, negative thoughts, I'm, I'm telling y'all, get this stuff out of here. It can change your life. It can change your life. I want to give you three quick examples out of the Bible here, real fast, of people who got miracles because of what they said. Amen? Mark chapter 5, the woman with the issue of blood. She was sick. She had used all of her money to go to doctors. Nobody could help her. She was super sick. Mark 5, 28. Look at this. Look at Mark 5, 28. For she said. Do you see that? Listen to this. 5, 28. For she said. Within herself. Do you understand this, guys? Listen, you've got to say something. Like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to be real with y'all. You know how many times back in my prior life I was sitting there doing some nasty stuff saying, man, I want to quit, but I can't. Huh? I'm just telling you. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate that arousing applause. She said something within herself. She had to have self-talk. Something within herself. If only I may touch his clothes, I will be healed. That's what she said. She said it. But the miracle didn't start until she started saying something. Follow me. I want you to catch this. This is very important. When she said it, God said, boy, I've been waiting on that. He said, I've been waiting on you to do that right there because I create, I form, I fashion the fruit of your lips. He said, I've been waiting on that right there because I'm going to form it and then I'm going to stop Jesus right dead in his tracks. Listen, I'm going to stop him. And hundreds of people are touching him. But only one said something. Amen? 
Who touched me? Jesus, hundreds of people were touching. Yeah, but only one of them said something and activated the miracle. Are y'all following me? Do y'all catch that? She said it. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, and it activated the miracle. David and Goliath, Old Testament. See, a lot of times you'll read right through this story, and you'll go through it, and you'll miss this very valuable lesson that we see about Goliath. Your Bible says in 1 Samuel 17, 16, look at this. And the Philistine Goliath drew near and presented himself 40 days, morning and evening. 40 days and 40 nights. Morning and evening for 40 days said he presented himself. First thing in the morning, Goliath would put on his armor and he would walk out there. Very first thing. And he would start humiliating the Hebrew people. He would start humiliating the Hebrew God. And he would stand there cursing, defilement, you, you, negative words. Come on, somebody. And, 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 and the first thing they would hear as the sun's coming up in their tents is their Goliath out there just spewing trash. It's the first thing they would hear. Just spewing trash, spewing trash. And then the Bible says in the evening, morning and evening, 40 days, morning and evening. And then every evening as the sun's coming down, Goliath would put on his armor and he would walk out there and he would start spewing trash. And he would start defiling the God. He would start defiling the Hebrew people. And here's what he is morning and night spewing trash. Can I tell you something? The devil's pretty smart. He said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get the first thought in them is going to be negative when they wake up in the morning. And it's going to ruin their whole day. He said, and then as the sun goes down, he says, I'm going to put the last thought in their head. And it's going to be negative. And, and that way they can toss and turn. And they don't get no sleep. So it's the first thing in the morning. <laughs> And the last thing in the evening, they're going to hear the negative words of my Goliath. Amen? Tell you, read right over the story, and you'll miss it. And little David shows up. Little David shows up. Come on, somebody. Little David shows up. And he walks up, and he asks a very profound question. you got to catch this. Little David comes up. Can I tell y'all something? First of all, he's a worshiper. Do you know that? David was a worshiper. Look at Ephesians 5.19. It says, speaking in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody into your heart. David was a worshiper. When you're a praiser, let me tell y'all something. You better not mess with a praiser. I'm just telling y'all right now. I don't know. Don't mess with a praiser. That's all I'm going to tell you. They got the armies of heaven behind them. You don't mess. Listen, David just shows up. And he hears all this going on. He's just a praiser. He's a worshiper. And he goes up and he shows up. And, he, and, and, and all he hears is a defilement from Goliath. And he gets sick of it. And he gets sick of it. And he asks this very important question. He can't take it anymore. 1 Samuel 17, 26. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? That's funny to us. Amen. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? See, that's funny to us. Right? But we look at this, and, and, and here's, here, here's, here's the kicker to this. Understand that circumcision was the mark of the covenant. On the, God told Abraham on the eighth day to circumcise all the male children, saying that I have a covenant with them, that I have a covenant of blood with them, and that I'm going to fight their battles. 
Come on, somebody. So that's funny to us when we say, oh, he's an uncircumcised Philistine. Right? You know what? That's kind of like Christian cussing. Y'all know that? If somebody makes you mad, get you uncircumcised Philistine. If somebody, that's Christian cuss words right there, y'all. Look, y'all can cuss somebody out and not even get in trouble for it. If somebody makes you just tell them, you uncircumcised Philistine. God said on the eighth day, I want you to circumcise every male child to let them know that I am their provider, that I make a covenant with them, that I have a mark on them, that I will go before them, and that I will fight their battles. Amen? That's what he said. What David was saying, come on, y'all. What David was saying was when I was only eight days old, I received a mark of the covenant. I have a blood covenant with God who will not let me be defeated. Amen? He says, I want you to know that I had more power when I was eight days old than your Goliath ever had. When I was eight days old, I have the mark of the covenant. That's what he was saying. He said, because all the heaven's angels stand behind me and the covenant of blood and the mark of the covenant that I made with God. It's important. And then David starts speaking it. Then he starts saying it. And then he starts saying, you know what? The same God that helped me defeat the lion, the same God that helped me defeat the bear, he said, it's the same God. Look at this scripture right here in Samuel 17. He says, it's the same God who's going to deliver you into my hand, punk. That's what he said. He said, and I will strike you, and I will take your head. And he's speaking it to him. And what he's doing is, is he's, he's speaking it. And God says, I'll form that. I'll create it. That's what he did. Notice his confession. He defeated Goliath, but not without the power of his confession. Amen? What are you confessing? What are you confessing? I'm a loser. I'm a no good. I'm not as good as they are. I'll never amount to nothing. What are you confessing? I'm more than an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. What are you confessing? What are you confessing? It's important. The last example is the Syrophoenician woman, meaning she was a Gentile. She was not even entitled to the blessing. She had no right to it. She could get nothing out of it. She was a, she was a Gentile. And Jesus even said to her, when she said, please, Master, she said, my daughter is demon-possessed. And let me tell y'all something. If you think that the devil's not trying to take out our young people, you have lost your mind. Amen. She says, my daughter's demon-possessed. And today, the devil is trying to take out our young people with demonic spirits, with demonic oppression, with depression, with suicidal thoughts, with addictions, with alcoholism, with all these things. We're, we're trying to convince our children that they're, that they're no good, they have no self-esteem, doing everything they can to destroy our young people. And we got to speak this, guys. Listen to me. We got to bind this up against our young people in this world. I'm telling y'all. This woman said this. She said, I cannot get my daughter free. Jesus, help me. 
Look at this. And Jesus said, it's not right for me to give the children's bread to little dogs. And she said, everybody say she said. She said to him, she said to him, this is very important. Yes, Lord, but even the little dogs eat the crumbs under the master's table. She said it to him. And Jesus made a phenomenal statement. Look at verse 29. Look at verse 29. He made a phenomenal statement. And he said to her, for this saying, go your way, woman. Go your way, woman. Go your way, woman, because of what you said. Come on, somebody. You're missing this. Because of what you said. That daughter that's just about driven you to wit's end. That daughter that you don't think you're ever going to get clean. That daughter that you ain't never going to get free. That daughter's always going to be depressed. She's always going to be oppressed and, and demonic filled. He says, woman, because of what you said, go your way. Your daughter is healed. Because of what you said, she said it. And he even told her. He said, for this saying, because why? Because she said it. Because of what she said. Your daughter's healed. Amen. I've broken demonic oppression and possession and, and, and the attacks on your house, woman. Come on, somebody. I want to tell y'all, you can walk into your house right now and open your mouth and you can plead the blood of Jesus over your house and the devils have to flee. I'm telling you, you've got that power. I feel like somebody needs to agree with me on that right there. We're not a bunch of victims. We're not a bunch of victims. Come on, somebody. You know what? I refuse to preach any further until y'all really praise him this morning. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I ain't going no further. No, nope. give him some fruit. That ain't good enough. I ain't going no further. You better praise him this morning. You better praise him this morning. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Woo! You ought to march around your house seven times. You hear me? You go home, and I don't care what your neighbors think. I don't care what anybody thinks. You go home, walk around your house seven times, plead the blood of Jesus, and speak deliverance over everything. That's what I'm telling you. What you say, what you say, whoo, hallelujah. Open your mouth and say, my house is a house of blessing. Woo, this house is covered in the blood. Come on, somebody. God's presence is going to live there. Can we give him some more praise just one more time for me? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. I just didn't feel like we should stop right then. I wanted to. It's not for us. It's for him. It's not for us. It's for him. It's the fruit of our lips. It's the fruit of our lips that he forms. That he fashions. I feel like he's still in the show right now. I'm working my butt off and everybody's watching him. It's weird. <laughs> I'm up here working my tail off. I'm, I Listen, it's the fruit of your lips that he forms. Amen? It's very important. If you don't praise him for nothing, he forms nothing. If you don't praise him for nothing, he forms nothing. No change will ever come in your life 
if you just sat there? None. I'm telling you, if you just sat there like a lump on a log, no change is ever going to happen in your life. None. Well, why does God bless them and not me? What's coming out of your mouth? What is coming out of your mouth? Why does God bless them and not me? You know, there's three voices that talk to you. The voice from the pit. The voice from the pit. It says words like disease. You're dying. Give up. It's fatal. You're never going to make it. Trouble just thunders and thunders and hell just thunders and talks to you. And it's the voice from the pit that tells you all these things that are going to happen. That, that this, this and this. And, and it's the voice from the pit and it just thunders and thunders and thunders all the time. And then there's the voice of God. It's his word. It's his word. It's the voice of God. It speaks healing. It speaks satisfaction. It speaks healthy. It speaks peace and joy and forgiveness. There's a big one. It speaks acceptance. God loves me just like I am. It speaks salvation. It speaks redemption. Come on, y'all. That's the voice of God. And then there's the third voice. You know who that is? You. Your voice. Your voice. And Malachi 2.17, God said this. He says, you have wearied me with your words. He says, you have wearied me with your words. I'm weary. I wonder if God is weary with our words. I wonder as we beat ourselves up with our words and we say that we're no good and we're never going to make it and we're never going to amount to nothing and we're never going to, I'm going to be an addict my whole life and I'm going to do this. And God is weary with our words because he says, I have created you to succeed. You are born to win. And we're just weary in God with our words. Amen? What are you saying? And I think about 2 Kings chapter 4 and I'm done. The widow woman, her son had died. And the Bible says she was going to the prophet to tell him to come and pray for her son. Her son was sick and, and her son had died. And the servant comes out and asked her three questions. Look at 2 Kings 4.26. Look at this. He asked her, he said, is it well with you? She said, it is well. It is well. Huge faith statements. Making deposits into her future. Statements of faith. Everybody say that. It is well. It is well. Then the prophet asked her, is it well with your husband? She said, it is well. And then he asked her, is it well with your son? And that's probably where we all would have lost it. No, it's not. He died. But she made this very bold proclamation. Watch this powerful statement. She said, it is well. It is well. It is well. Everybody say, it is well. When the tears are streaming, 
When our life is in shambles, we look up with a spirit of gratefulness and we say, it is well. It is well. It is well. Because nothing can separate us from the love of God. It is well. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. No matter what happens, when the trumpet sounds, I want to tell y'all something. I'm not worried about the Antichrist. It is well. I'm not worried about 666. It is well. I'm not worried about Washington, D.C. It is well. Amen. And when the trumpet sounds, come on, somebody. When the trumpet sounds, you ever seen a magnet? Listen, y'all ever seen a magnet? You know what a magnet? And you, if you take a magnet and you, you got stuff laying on the table here, and you take a magnet and you go over it, some things will stay laying. If they do not have the same nature as the magnet, so when you go over it, and then you go over other things, and it sucks right up. If it has the same nature of the magnet, it'll suck it right up. Amen? And one day when the trumpet sounds, come on, somebody. Oh, y'all don't understand this. One day when the trumpet sounds, that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, come on, y'all. If we have that same spirit in us, we gone. We gone. Yeah. You know who's going up? You know who's going up? You know who's going to feel it? You know who's going to say, uh-oh. I'm going, uh, it's going to be us who have the spirit of Christ in us. Amen. You'll be like, that's who's going up. Hallelujah. The hope of glory. Is he in you? Is he in you? Is he in you? Then it is well. Then it is well. Then it is well. Hallelujah. It is well. Come on, I want you to stand to your feet all around this room. I'm all done preaching to y'all this morning. I'm all done. It is well.